my big black fantasy podcast episode 25 starts now he busted a nut in the, in the girl's eye <laughs> yeah, and, couple, and hopped couple. on a private jet and <laughs> Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is episode 25. I am your host, B, and I'm joined with the one and only dog. The champ is here. Oh, God. Here we go. The champ is here. We're going to have months and months of that. Uh, no one wants to hear that. But he is the champ, and we've got to lay down, bow down. Our draft is coming up close, folks. It's coming just like everybody else's. Jay Maddie is not with us today, but he's out doing something white boy shit. I don't know what he does when he's not with us. Probably, probably, he probably turns us into the police. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> he probably, he's probably filing false police reports <laughs> against us as we speak. Jay Maddie. Yeah. So we're, we're, like everybody else, we're drafting, we're mock drafting, we're trying to figure shit out. We're getting close. Everybody's excited. We got preseason games on tonight got all sorts of other shit going on got holdouts and everything else we have a guest today mr justin lanero uh fantasy expert he's all over the place on twitter uh we're gonna talk to him pick his brain he's got theories and such and he's been doing it forever interesting guy justin you guys are gonna love the interview um doggy what just how are you feeling about mock draft how are you feeling about the draft what's different what's new what feels good what are you seeing what's happening well you know just trying to figure out how I'm going to approach the draft this year, trying different strategies, mock drafting, if I'm going to go with wide receivers first or if I'm going to go with running backs first. Sorry, so, telephone. Yeah, so, you know, you just – and and my advice to everybody, don't over-mock draft. You know, don't burn yourself out. Maybe do like a couple a day, but don't just mock draft fucking like five, six times a day, you know, because you'll burn yourself out. Because when the lights come on <laughs> – you know, people get nervous. Oh, no, that's that's the key to the whole draft is that you got to make, you know, you got to talk all the shit you want. Like me, for instance, last year, I was all on this thing. Tom Brady is not an elite quarterback. What did I do when he was available? Picked him. Picked him and ruined my season. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys have to stay stay true to your game. Stay true to what you are preaching. Stay true to your own advice. Um all that other stuff. You know who else has advice there, doggy? Who? <laughs> O.J. Simpson has the advice. The juice is loose. O.J. Simpson. His, his, you know, he's on Twitter now. He has come out from whatever cave or rock he was hiding from oh, wow. to tell Jerry Jones to go ahead and sign Zeke. So, and and this is part of OJ's new thing. He's going to build himself as a fantasy expert. So he's actually our competition there, dog. Um, would you take fantasy advice from OJ? You know what? I would take that advice if I was Jerry Jones. Sure. I would sign Zeke. You know, but... Yeah. Um, you know, OJ's kind of strange, man. You know, he, 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 you know, puts on the Buffalo Bills jersey, uh, McCoy's number. Yeah. And yeah. You know, that shit McCoy's into. They're always beating up some woman or something. Yeah. That, well, that's kind of, you know, consistent, kinda, you yeah. know, consistent with assaulting a female kind of shit. A little bit. Kind of strange to me. No. But, uh, yeah, man, you have to take that advice. But I don't know overall, I don't need to take OJ's advice though for the whole season or nothing like that. Like if he ran a show or some shit. I would take OJ's advice in dating white women and, <laughs> no shit. and how to get white women yeah. and maybe on how to like stay on cocaine for 50 yeah, years. Yeah, that's all he did was like, the co- cocaine powder women, and pretty much, yeah. hang out in uh, Bel Air and shit. That's impressive. I'd yeah. like to know how he did that. Yeah. But beyond that, because I could just see OJ, like OJ, like if OJ is a general manager, he signs Ezekiel Elliott, right? Yeah. But who does he cut? Ooh, shit. His wife. <laughs> 
Oh, oh man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got to go there. Man. <laughs> I've been waiting for that joke. <laughs> that was a hell of a joke. Well, I just put it out there. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, we got Justin Lanero. He is on the phone. We're going to go ahead and just jump right into it. We're blessed by his presence, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Lanero, uh, he is of the Football Diehards podcast, also the Disturbing the Peace podcast. Justin is calling in from Massachusetts, and we'll talk to him anyway because we're Laker fans. But, Justin, how are you doing? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, no, thank you for joining us, definitely. We want to get right into it. Everybody, this is the time of year everybody's drafting. They're mock, mock drafting, especially if you're in redraft leagues, stuff like that. What do you see as being unique? Because every draft is different each year. What's different this year than any other year, do you think? You know, for me, it's it's just pounding on wide receivers and trying to sniff out, like, early. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's what I do historically. And it's not not, not a damn thing changed. Uh, but uh, sniffing out running back value, like, you know, a little bit later. But I got to get some wide receivers early. And, um, you know, and that will be, you know, the, the regular guys. It'll be... Odell Beckham. It'll mm-hmm. be A B to a degree. Yeah. It'll be Nuke. It'll be Devontae Adams. So it's really I'm I'm kind of a tradition. But um yeah, nothing, you know, nothing really. You mm-hmm. want to shop for that value. That's the name of the game. Exactly. And you know, you talked about A B, you talked about Odell. How do injuries, the injuries sort of how do they does that make you think twice? Or are you just going, This is what I do, I'm getting receivers, I don't care, I'll deal with the injuries later. You know, with wide receivers, you see, when I talk about elite wide receivers, there's probably ten, and mm-hmm. I gotta have, I gotta have three of them at least. And you know, and you put like the Amari Coopers of the world, the Ty Hiltons are kind of in the fringe. But I don't, I don't worry about wide receivers when it comes to uh, injuries and stuff like that. I miss a game or two. Um, like we're seeing what's happening with AJ Green. He's started digging around his ankle, mm-hmm. and it's it's not good. He's a 31 year old man. It's not good. But sure. Um, as far as running backs, now if you're first three or four picks in a draft you're kind of obligated at this point in time to take a running back yes. which is not a yeah to be hard you know, to pass right you know it's it, the top three yeah gonna be in McCaffrey you know with the Zeke thing is he's getting pushed back and Melvin Gordon so uh, Gordon is different the contract thing is different than Zeke Zeke might you know I might work out uh more optimistic about Zeke than Melvin Gordon at this point in time but if you get the first three picks in the draft you got to take a running back yeah. and um it kind of puts you in a position where a running backs get hurt. I mean, there's contact on every single play. So I'm, I'm, you know, um, but after the top three, you know, you're going to take a wide receiver. And for me, it's always, always going to have me some, some Julio Jones is going to be Devonte Adams. I'll mix it up. Um, you got to go with yeah. D hop. Yeah. 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 Didn't drop a pass last year. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be like peanut butter and jelly with, with Deshaun Watson. So it's um, now, will he regress a little bit? Um, he could, if Kiki Kuti is, is, healthy and will fuller who's always banged up is is healthy i mean that's just one football to go around so the numbers might drop a little but he's still gonna eat and he'll eat a lot um mm-hmm. but that's just the, the, that's just the nature of the business there so yeah say like you're picking in the sixth spot um like okay so you're gonna go with a top two top two receivers back to back oh yeah and sometimes round three you know i'll i'll, I'll go one two three and mm-hmm. depending who's there in round four i might even grab a kenny galladay or something I mean, I'll just be loaded and then I'll flex one of them. So I'll, you know, start off with, I mean, say I've done 25, 28, 30 drafts maybe already. I'm going to have a lot of Odell Beckham, a lot of Mike Evans. 
a lot of Devontae Adams, a lot of Michael Thomas. Julio is I got Julio in, in a lot of leagues. Um yeah. because I because these are elite guys that we're talking about. I mean, they're gonna get 150 plus targets a game. They're gonna have 80, 90 receptions, they're gonna have 10, 1,100 yards, 1,200 yards, and touchdowns vary, but um, that's what I want. Um, and I think that running back is just it's turned into a position where, you know, there's no longer is, is the bell cow is dying. So every team is carrying a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're underappreciated nowadays. <clears throat> right. And, well, it's it's just a, it's business like every other business. Right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. And you see that I'm, I'm glad you're giving us another perspective of the of drafting. I've always been a two running back guy this year. I think no matter it, what, no matter what. But this year, mm-hmm. I think it changes. I'm I'm leaning on depending on where I fall. But most likely I'm looking at taking a running back first because in the mock drafts I've been in, Mike Evans has been waiting for me in round two. And if I can yep. get, get with him in round two. And then my my secret, the, the I think the man who's going to make my make or break my draft is Mark Ingram because I think I, there's there's value I think with him that people are sleeping on. You're getting him in round four is that's as yep. late as I've seen him go. If and you actually yep. have an ability to flex somebody like a Mark Ingram and still come back in in round uh, five and get a Tyler Lockett or a Tyler Boyd, so. Yeah, that's been my formula. It shit. It's mm-hmm. probably gonna change like ninety more times before dead draft day. Right. But right. that's what I've seen in in the draft. And and dog is a he's he's sort of like you. He's a double wide receiver guy. He he won our championship last. Yeah, year. I was about to let him know that. You know, I was about to, <laughs> we were about to talk about that in a minute. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I am like the um, Bill Belichick of our, our uh, league. Yes. It was. So <laughs> and look look how I stumbled up on the uh, receivers last year. Man, I started off with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I double back with Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. How lucky can you right. get? Right? Yeah. Right. So, right. Well, you guys are in L.A. Yeah. You, you guys are in L.A. Real quick. Yeah, you know, sure. To, 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 you know, so you're hearing about Todd Gurley. I mean, yeah. I'm in this industry. I'm embedded in this industry, mm-hmm. and you know, for months we've been hearing Todd Gurley's just about dead. Sure. They moved up to draft. <laughs> you know, Henderson in the draft, but they threw money at Malcolm Brown in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay is doing his thing, but you know. Todd Gurley is an absolute beast. We know he's sure. had any issues going back to Georgia, but it just goes to show you that, you know, if something were to happen to Todd Gurley, and it could because he's getting older and he, the top, the tread on his tires are wearing, yeah. um, you know, they got the next guy up. So, but mm-hmm. you're, in, in that same token, you're getting a Todd Gurley discount. You don't have to blow your first, second, or third pick in the first round on him. You can get Todd Gurley in the second round as if he was, you know, this is a guy that, as you guys know, is arguably the best running back in the league, but we have short-term memories and, um, you know, you know, the Saquon Barkley's and the Christian McCaffrey's are, and Kamara's are, are, are a lot sexier. To, and safer. Um, the and, safer. and the Le'Veon Bells nowadays. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Right. No. But I would have to pass on Todd Gurley. I mean, I'm just sorry. Cause you know, when you have a 16 game season and then, you know, for fantasy, maybe what, 14 weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking mm-hmm. about low management. I don't want to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear mm-hmm. nothing about no fucking low management. Right. Yeah. Well, right. my running back, and I'm about to put my bread on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, shit. It's the truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, so yeah. I would just pass on them, man, because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know, they're right. keeping shit secret. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rams country. No, and it's scary. Yep. And my position is you don't want to be the guy that draws that late first round pick because, you know, like Dog says, when the lights are on, 
you, you talk a lot of shit and yeah. say, I'm not going to get girly. But when the lights are on in front You're going to get nervous and shit. You're going to get nervous and push a button. Pressure on you. Yeah. Right now, right. I'm praying that I'm not in that last sort of uh, 10 to 12 because there's a side of me that says, if they suit him up, he's going to do something, right? But I, nobody oh, wants yeah. that headache. Nobody wants the headache. But like I said... He, I, he's 25 years old. He's sure. 25 years old. Sure. I mean, he's not... Um, 30s old at, at the position, unless your name is Frank Gore yeah, or Darren yeah, Sproles, yeah. but but he's only 25. I mean, granted, there's a lot of he's got a lot of mileage, and there's only one a lot of miles to feed in that range. I offense. would pick but, like a Connor over yeah. Gregory. I mean, over um Gurley. Over Gurley. Yeah, oh, just yeah, to sure. the simple fact, big big Ben checks down a lot. Look at their system. You know, look at Pittsburgh's system. Yeah, he thrived sure. in their sure. system. Connor thrived in Pittsburgh's system last year. But, you know, yeah. almost every running back has, like, a hazard sign. Connor with me, because I, I had him last year, can he get through a full season? And and then what is Samuel going to do? And it, you, He's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, He's real good. Yeah. So the, those are every, every – just about – once you get past that first tier of running backs, the McCaffreys, the Barclays, the uh, – what am I trying to say? The um, – Kamara. Kamara. Right? Yep. Then – it gets everybody has a like a flag. Don't there's a question. Don't forget about Le'Veon. You got to well, mention in Le'Veon. But you see, Le'Veon got a, has a question because we don't know if his coach likes him. Number one, number That's two, true. he's a year out of the game. He, yep. He's starting with a new team, which is always, yep. you know, it's always risky. Like when Terrell Pryor years ago, and I had Terrell Pryor two years ago when I won the title there, doggy. <laughs> um, but starting with a new team is tough because you just don't know how he's going to jive with everybody else. So right. bad offensive line. There's a bad offensive line. Adam Gaze is you yeah. know kind of a weirdo. It's not the <laughs> pit, you know we played in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, this was a top five offensive line. Sure, you could do the Michael Jackson moonwalk at the line of scrimmage and be and be good. Yeah, um, you know you can't pull that shit in in with the Jets. I mean they're a bad offensive line. So you you know you got to you got to do something. Yeah, so it's um, going to be so a lot of spoiled. screens. Maybe a lot of screens. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He catches the ball. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He's and a, I think Sam Darnold is yeah. gonna, you know, come into his own this year. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. that was a good oh, yeah, learning sure. experience for him last year. Yeah. For sure. You know. But yeah, and and sticking with running backs, we got two major holdouts, and we sort of brushed over one. But Zeke and Gordon, how do you handle going into the draft? What do you do? What do you do? Both say draft day. Both of these guys still have no deals. Still oh, are holding out. I'm what not, do you do? I'm not touching them. I can't touch them. No. Fuck that. What about you, Justin? I'm, uh, I would be with both of you, men. Yeah, I'm yeah. not touching either. I'm mean, the Gordon situation's another. It's different. Like I said, the, um, Zeke's under contract, so he's got a couple of years. He's got some character shit that's going on, and um, Jerry Jones has got a big wallet. I think you know it would behoove him to lock up Elliot. Mm-hmm. But this could. I was on the uh, did my pod with Bob Harris last night at Football Diehards, and um, you know he was talking about, um, about you know the Zeke Elliot scenario he talks to a lot of beat writers in dallas and it's it's probably going to work out eventually but at this point in time you know you can't blow a a, a round uh or pick three or four on zeke because you know he, it, they are playing hardball mm-hmm. the gordon situation is a little different this could go into the season these guys want to get paid i mean i think they should get paid yeah but it's a it's a business and and look running backs they can be gentlemen they can be re- you can be replaced now you know mm-hmm. Antonio Brown can't be replaced Odell Beckham I don't think can be easily replaced but running backs game of youth position of youth and um, teams are starting to be more co- conscientious of that um, and, you know we'll we, we'll move on from you you yeah, know if, quickly if we have to yeah no quickly I I if if anyone didn't learn from Le'Veon Bell last year 
please, <laughs> please rewind right. the tape. And exactly. you don't exactly. want to touch, especially with a high pick. It it will destroy your season. Don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah a lot of you people know, got burned. Yeah. I think the Dallas deal is going to get done. It should have already been done with uh, Zeke, but his character issues, man. He might be, you know, rubbing on a broad donut, or you never know. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, so yeah. it's like yeah. he's, that's he's why wild. they haven't really pulled the trick on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he's probably trying to stay out of trouble right now. You know. Yeah. As much as he can. And you see, for the Chargers, the Chargers don't necessarily need to pay Gordon, but then there's like the X factor. They're coming into a new stadium this year. It's one of those things where they better be right. Like if they if they mess yeah. around, don't sign Gordon and have a shitty year because of it, and then have to talk people into coming to these games next year in a brand new stadium. That's mm-hmm. where they have to take a second thought. I I think on paper it's a good business decision not to pay him because of yeah. running backs, but. Yeah, they absolutely. have to consider next season when they're comp- they're coming into a new stadium that they're renting, not owning, and the owners happen to be their chief competitor in the city, right. the Rams. So yep. they 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 got something to think about with that. Um, For sure, Duke Johnson traded to the Texans today, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, does that what, what kind of impact does he have there in tech, in, in Houston? He was a disgruntled employee in Cleveland. Yeah, he sure. was. Mm-hmm. And um, but but I'll tell you, and I've said this a number of times. I think every team wants a Duke Johnson, uh, and it was just like every team wants a James White, or yeah, you know, with 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 um, the Chargers, everybody wants an Austin Eckler. I mean, everybody wants a Tariq Cohen. I mean, you want that, and Third that's what Duke Johnson back. is, yeah. Yeah. right? Right. Duke Johnson's crafty. I mean, uh, since 2015, he's got more receiving yards than anybody any uh, running back in the NFL. A lot sure. of people wouldn't know that, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And um, disgruntled employee you go you get kareem hunt wow you know what about me you know nick chubb is going to be a beast another mm-hmm. guy with knee issues going back to college so i think this works i mean in the texans had had enough with deontay foreman you know he had, he's coming off an achilles sure. which is a really nasty injury mm-hmm. so how long can you lean on lamar miller Houston? we know bill o'brien likes uh, to run the football yeah and it's he is what he is i mean lamar miller is a guy that's going to get the ball 20 times a game mm-hmm. he's not going to He's not efficient. A hard not efficient. Not no, efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but so Duke Johnson is going to eat a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think we we can be in agreement that the DeAndre Hopkins and the Will Fullers of the world, and they're going to. I think they need to throw the ball a little more. But there's mm-hmm. not a lot of flash in that backfield. But um, from a fantasy angle, I think Duke Johnson can be had on the cheap. I think it makes sense to draft him mm-hmm. later. And mm-hmm. I, I like yeah, some Lamar Miller. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Lamar, you just you just the I guess the cert, the good thing about it is you know what you're getting from Lamar, but you may right. not like what you're getting from Lamar. <laughs> I would just have to it's stay away enough. from most uh, of the time it's good enough. That it's backfield. good enough most yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't like the backfield. Texans backfield. It's it's a it's a tough fantasy. Yeah. If if you could get Lamar in your flex, if you could get him late in, in somebody, you know, because th- that's the general feel of people drafting it, especially in our league, is Lamar sort of like the guy, like, all right, I guess I'll take Lamar. You know, if you right. get him in your flex, I think there's value there. I don't sure. know if you can count on Lamar to deliver your 15-point uh, week every week or your 20-point week every week, definitely. So right. that, that's sort of the, the sticking point with Lamar. Um, you, did, know, you know who's uh, flying under the radar, though? Who's that? Chris Carson. Yeah, nobody's yeah. talking yeah. about Chris. And he's a starter. He's a beast. He rushed for a thousand last year. He runs hard. He, he shared the ball, you know, sure. with Penny and uh, who else was over there? They have um, um, somebody else. Well, Mike Davis. Him. Now he's Mike, with the Bears. Yeah. yeah. So you yep. know, hey, mm-hmm. I like Chris Carson, man, and and Me just too. like uh, mm-hmm. 
Justin said, you get that two receivers back-to-back, you can go right to a Chris Carson. Sure. As long as he's yeah, a starter absolutely. and a hog, he's a hog. And yeah, Seattle's yeah. run heavy now. Yeah, That's so. right. Yeah, and Chris Carson's been there in the fourth round, right after Mark Ingram. Shit, and, he'll probably be there you know, in the sixth round. Yeah, he's yep. he, he's not getting a whole lot of respect, and yeah. you could do a lot worse. He's a monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You see this thing today with Aaron Rodgers, and he's upset with the way they're practicing, I guess they, um, what is it? They're doing special teams drills, and he went to the press and said, you know, this is stupid, whatever. Is there is there a problem with him and his coach? <laughs> is this is this going to be a trade? Is, I mean, they're starting early, and Aaron's sort of act, being Aaron. I mean, does this, is it? Because I think the, my nightmare is, because I get, I'm getting Aaron Rodgers a lot in mock drafts, probably yeah. like in round six, right? And he's there. And he's there, which is great. But if he ends up getting traded in the middle of the season, which is a far-flung thing, but you got to think about everything in fantasy, he's missing at least a week. He's not going to come in and start for whoever he gets traded to, right? But right. you, you kind of see the bubbling of something, you know, and it started last year, and maybe he wasn't thrilled with who they got his coach, and maybe he's continued. But I would keep an eye on Aaron. Do you think this is enough to begin to move Aaron down to – I have him ranked as the second-best QB Maybe he's a third or a fourth, or maybe he moves down a position because of this sort of some, this thing that's bubbling on the surface here. He's kind of a drama queen. Any, any way you carve it, mm-hmm. he's a top five quarterback, right? Sure, You're gonna, sure. So, so uh, there is a semblance of a backfield kind of optimistic about what Aaron Jones can do. So it gives mm-hmm. him um, what Eddie Lacy did for a couple of years, a few years ago, some balance in that backfield. I'm optimistic about that. Um, and, and he does have some pieces. Like Devontae Adams has turned into a damn good wide receiver. Yeah, you have Jerome so, Elite. Yeah. 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 So there's things that Aaron Rodgers has to look forward to. And, and an upcoming – division with the bears and the minnesota vikings so i look aaron Rodgers kind of got that lebron james feel to him sure. as far as this is my team mm-hmm. you know uh, the money's gone to his head the stardom's gone to his head I'm not, i mean i'm not comparing him to lebron james's you know michael jordan-esque but he is in that scope and you know when, when it's all said and done aaron Rodgers is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in history so the, sure. you know it's he's got a young new head coach over there Mm-hmm. This is, you know, and when you're a quarterback, kind of like Tom Brady here, I mean, he does, Tom Brady doesn't get along with Bill Belichick at all. Bill yeah. wanted him out, wanted Jimmy G to run the show. <laughs> um, so this, you know, I think a lot of ego, but, you know, the, the bottom line is the NFL needs competent QB play. You know, you just have to be decent, good. You need something good. You see what these guys are getting paid. Aaron Rodgers at the top of the food chain so he's going to get what he wants and and he's got that type of leverage because he is aaron Rodgers. so i think at the end of the day what he says and how he feels uh, matters if the green bay packers are going to be successful 2019 mm. i just wonder who's aaron Rodgers' safety net as a receiver this year you know it used to be jordy nelson or cobb but you know Geronimo they, ellison yeah see we're gonna see sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we will see. So, yeah, shaky bunch. It's not. Yeah, yeah. over the days of Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Yeah. Now you got this new. You have a new wave. Jimmy Graham is still there. You know, Jimmy's gonna. Jimmy will do his thing um, mm-hmm. in the in the receiving game, but it's definitely a different cast of uh, a sporting cast that we're we're accustomed to seeing with Aaron Rodgers. But there is some talent. I mean, you do like I said, you got Marquez Valdez Scantling. It's. Um, but are they, are they proven? Are they proven? They are unproven, but I will yeah. say this. Jordan yeah. Allison is going to slide into that Jordy Nelson role. Yeah. I think he's got a little bit of experience with, with – um, he's a guy to keep your eye open on later in drafts is Jordan Allison. I, I, we saw what Jordy Nelson did for a while, and, and they were 
really good numbers, um, really good numbers, elite numbers. Mm. So I think Allison's a guy to keep an eye on if you don't want to pay that. I've taken Devontae Adams as high as pick five in certain drafts. I do so many of them. I just, I need me some Devontae Adams. Sure. And you got to pay a premium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's one of your draft commandments. And I was just list, looking through it this week because this is the time of year where you're trying to get every bit of advice and every little hint or little trick that you, you know, you, that you may not know about. And so you talk about drafting receivers early. You talk about letting the draft come to you. And talk a little bit about that in terms of what, what that means to you and what, how that helps people. Well, it's a good question. I tweeted. I'm like, I had a couple people ask me what that means. It basically means don't get frantic. Take the <laughs> take the t- t- don't go, you know don't go nuts. Don't 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 shiver. Let the draft kind of come your way. You know, have a goal in mind. I try to build my core. And mm. you know, if the be- if Todd Gurley's there, and if I yeah. go into the draft, if, if I go into a draft, I'm not really anxious to draft Todd Gurley. I think no. everybody's a li- little nervous. <laughs> no. However. However, yeah, if if I'm playing with some knuckleheads in a best ball and they're nervous, too, and all of a sudden Todd Gurley is sitting there round three. I mean, again, he's not <laughs> boy. He's not dead, man. You know what I'm he saying? Like, he's still he's, there. If he he's suits still up, there, so. there's value. So the draft's coming to me. Yeah, I'm letting it come to me. And all right. Damn, Justin, you got to you know, I, I got to pounce. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's value the best player in certain in, in certain regards. Sure. So that's sure. what I meant by yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, like, it's always, like, some sense of, like, nervousness, you know, when the draft comes along. Oh, yeah. I, I do get nervous oh, a little yeah. bit. But, I, <laughs> you know, it's you know it's just there. I get a little butterflies. Yeah. And um, so, because you never know what our guys are going to do in the league. You, you know, yeah, I right. could do all this mock drafting, and, you know, when the shit is the fan, it's like, okay. Shit is just <laughs> totally different. Yeah. No, it's just totally different. No, I always say going into a draft, you're – whole thing is to win week one so that means you have to out out draft everybody in your league to assure winning week one gets you off on a you know there's all sorts of statistics that'll tell you if you drop zero and two you're pretty much done three oh and three pretty much done but i go into it how do i win week one right and i need to out draft 11 other dudes today so i try to feed them with beer and other type distractions but yeah, get them messed up. Get them messed up and go with that. But no, it it's you have to identify value and you have to definitely, like you said, let the draft come to you. Um, you talk about waiting on QBs and t- tight ends. I totally agree with that. Those are usually the last two sort of position players I I, I choose in round six and seven. And so, th- yeah, that I mean, am I crazy? Or Delaney Walker still has? I mean, he's going <laughs> like below everybody, but. When he gets back there, Mariota's going to be the same quarterback. More than likely, Delaney, is, I'm assuming, is going to be close to the same tight end. I don't think they venture too far from what they've been doing. Um, I just think Delaney is getting way undervalued. Way undervalued. Yep. For, yeah. For, for sure. And like I said, Bob Harris um, is, you know, talks to a lot of these guys frequently. A lot of players. My co-host, Football Diehards mm-hmm. podcast. He said, there is nobody on earth that is in better shape than Delaney Walker. Sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. he, he's also pushing 36 years old. Mm. So yeah. it's not, yeah. but on the, on, in another regard, you know, he will be, he's been a bonafide stud at tight end over the last five or six years. Sure. And I think he can be that safety valve for Marcus Mariota uh, um, on a Titans team. That's not going to drop a lot of points in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. They'll, they'll be down a lot, 
Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, uh, Walker can be a 60 reception guy and you're getting them for free. I also like Corey Davis on the cheap. People are nervous about him. Corey Davis can be a stud. Marcus Mariota gets his act together. Yeah, he needs to get his act together. That's a big F. Yeah. That's a really big F. I, I like the safety valve of Delaney Walker because I don't trust Marcus Mariota to expand his game. He hasn't done it so far. There's no reason to believe he will this year. What about Derrick Henry, though? Ah, there's you know, another. It's kinda, you know, he, <laughs> it's came, another he came on so strong sure. last season at the end of the year, you know. Mm-hmm. But now it's just, you know he's a little banged up right now. But it's like, dude, can you trust him? Yeah, you know, can you really trust him? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think I can trust him. No, I have I to cannot. see it again. <laughs> you, you know, the thing is, just like you said, that you have to wait for the draft to come to you. There, there's some people who are going to be forced into trusting them, trusting him mm-hmm. because he's in that pool of the Marlon Max and uh, the Mixons. And, you know, all these other backs that, like I said before, have, are, you know, great flashes. You could, you could point to certain games where they went off and you're like, okay, I can feel good about it. But there's no certainty in that group. It's not like drafting a McCaffrey where you know he is the offense. You know, like drafting Kamara where for the first year of his career, he's going to be without Ingram where I think he's going to explode, basically. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, he's my number one pick right now. I, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think. That, wow. I think. Hey, I put you, my money you, where my mouth is. You're going out there. I'm going out there. Right. Alvin Kamara without Ingram. I see you. You know, and, and I got you. Yeah, I think he's number one. I, I I hear what everyone says about Saquon Barkley. I also know that they're going to be behind a lot, and so. Oh yeah. You know, for sure. That's that's where I'm at. And like he's I said, a, it, he's a beast, Barkley. He's oh not, sure. Yeah, I love beast. Saquon. But no, he's great. He's great. I would take Zeke before anybody. That would be my number yeah. one if he signed. If he signed. If he yeah. was there. If, yeah. if he was there. If he's there, I agree. I had Joe Mixon epic. I had uh, in a magazine, Football mm-hmm. Diaries magazine that you can get anywhere. I'm not even giving show plugs and shit right now. But like, <laughs> if you went to Barnes and Nobles, you'll see my bald ass in a couple magazines over there. Yeah. And and uh, I have Joe Mac Joe Mixon mm-hmm. at running back five. Now there's some again. There's there is uncertainty. Sure. Joe Mixon. Can he get through a, a season? O line. Yeah. You got a banged up O line. Mm-hmm. AJ Green. God knows what the deal is. But I will say this: if you were to take Le'Veon Bell and you were to put take Joe Mixon, stick them together, they are um, a spitting image of each other. In fact, Le'Veon Bell was yelling at Mixon about a year or two ago, like, "Damn, bro, you you dress like me." I mean, he, <laughs> uh, he Joe Mixon has based his game off Le'Veon Bell. That's a good guy to base your game against. Uh, I think Joe Mixon or, or Dalvin Cook, I think they can both be top 10 running backs this yeah. year, and, and you're getting Mixon later. Yeah, Dalvin Cook killed me last year. Killed me. Killed me. Yep, yep. Bad <laughs> offensive line, bad offensive line. Yeah. He gets hurt, but if you, damn, if you look at what Dalvin Cook did at Florida State, it was just a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, I'm sure. not saying Saquon Barkley at Penn State, because mm-hmm. Saquon's the best thing I've seen since Barry Sanders. And that, uh, he's up there with Marshall Falk and mm-hmm. LT when I make that statement. Um, Tomlinson. So, but I will say this. If that Vikings team has got the balance, and Kirk Cousins is not Joe Montana, no, but he's good He's good enough. And, you, and, and you, when you talk about Stephon Diggs, he's got a little AB in him. When you talk about Adam Thielen, the shifty white boy that can uh, get a hundred like a Chris Carter. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, Chris Carter was um, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. That's how Thielen's um, coming in. He's coming into his own now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He is. And so you have an offense. If they get their act together, good defense, this team can drop points. And if Dalvin cook is healthy and that offensive line has improved, I'm telling you um, right now that uh, Dalvin cook is, it could be a top five or six running back 
mm. in the NFL. He's that good. But if your offensive line stinks, and we talk about this all the time, it doesn't mean squat, you know, because mm. you're not going to push. And that's what I'm concerned about with Le'Veon Bell in New York. You know, he can't do the, the you know, the the uh, the nene at the <laughs> line of scrimmage <laughs> right. like he could do in Pittsburgh. You got to sure. should have get off the pot, you know. Yeah, you yeah. got to get up out of there. Yeah, and you're talking about O lines right now. If you had to go pick a back, back, excuse me, pick a back based on O line, who's your number one back based solely on O line? Damn, um, one guy. I guess I suppose it would probably be James Conner. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh's got a damn good, but again, you you mentioned his injury concerns. I'm, yeah, I'm hesitant about yeah. David Johnson in Arizona. It, well, Ari, Ari, every, everybody's got a everybody after that first three to four backs has a question mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you're going to have to be forced to trust Big somebody. Time. And that, and that's, yep. you know, that's that's part of all this. That's what, that's what makes this all fun, basically. Yep. Exactly. I would pick the Raiders rookie. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's yep. going to he's going to get the he's going to be the new beast. Yeah. The only thing I know about him is he's going to get the ball. You damn right. And the Raiders, <laughs> the but thing the Raiders have upgraded their line. Sure. Big Trent Brown, you know, watching yep. Derek Carr's uh, blind side now. Yep. And you got Richie Incognito in there. Dude, oh, those dudes, they're going to be tough. Yeah. They're going to be grimers, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll yeah. get the ball a bunch. He'll certainly get the ball a bunch. Like, I'm taking a lot of Jalen Rashard there really late. I got him in about 10 teams, the third down back for the Raiders. Sure. He had 68 receptions last year. There was no talent on the Raiders, but a lot of quite a bit of dump-offs. This is what I mean when I talk about running backs. Like You can get Duke Johnson-esque players help, like super late. In drafts, and I think a guy like Jalen Rashard for free. Hey, why not? I'll take a running back that can get me close to seventy um, catches for yeah, sure. Yeah, I killed him last year with James White. Yeah, man, he ooh, James exactly. White. He caught a he caught fire for exactly. like six weeks was, in a row. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. then he slowed down like fuck, and Michelle yeah. started taking over. Yeah, cloudy backfield here in New England. We don't. You just it's like eeny meeny miny mo. Yeah, I'm up the street from the stadium. We don't know shit. It could be. Sony Michelle is going to eat. Yeah. They went and drafted Harris. You've got Rex Burkhead still there. It's like, damn. But James White, I'll, I'll say this, is that he's trusted by Tom Brady. Tom Brady's trust yep. means everything. So if you have Tom Brady's trust, James White is going to eat. And he, he's another guy. It's not, a, you know, you have a name like James White. It's not sexy <laughs> to fantasy people. It's just James White. 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 I mean, there it is. But but at the end yeah. of the day, he was a top 10 fantasy running back last year in PPR format. So there you go. Yeah, and my my pet peeve with and this is one of my commandments. I can't draft a Patriots running back. I just can't do it because I just don't know. I just don't know. Especially I, they started Patterson a few games. I just don't know. I have yeah. I have mental scars from Jonas Gray about five years ago. Oh wow! Where Jonas Gray scored three or four touchdowns against I think Detroit. Yeah, one game. And it was on the. It was it was against the. I'll tell you a quick story sure, about that. Right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story about that play. All right. Yeah. Well, that game it was against the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Sorry, Colts. My, one of my closest friends. He's a boss of mine. Mm-hmm. Won the DraftKings Millie Maker on. Because of Jonas Gray, yeah, one percent wow. of the field had Jonas Gray. My buddy won a million dollars because of Jonas Gray, Jesus. and you never saw from him again. He won <laughs> Bobby Gomes, <laughs> the Fantasy Bros. dot com. Son of a my b- boy, which, yeah. he won a million dollars. I had him on. I was doing a podcast like five years ago. He had three touch. It might have been four touch. I think it was four. I, I yeah, he had four. Sure. Um, Bill Belichick ran the same game script as he did the previous year, which I think um, might have been LeGarrette Blunt. They just ran it down the Colts' throat. Yeah. My buddy had him, who's now my boss, mm-hmm. and um, 
here's a, a million a million dollars. Nobody had him. Nobody had Jonas Gray, but Bobby Gomes and his brother did all, all these DraftKings commercials and shit. That's Jesus. a true story. And then they were like, um, and then they saw Jonas Gray at a bar one time, like shortly after. Like, you, made, <laughs> you made us more money um, than you made in your whole NFL career. Sure, like, damn right. Him. Sure. <laughs> no, I mean, and I, I, picked I love jo- that story. Yeah, I picked Jonas Gray up the week of or week after that. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna get 20 carries. He didn't get in the game. Yeah, and that was it. That was it. That, <laughs> that, was, was, it. It. that was it. That, that was, was my it. season. It was, that was it. It was good enough for my buddy. It was good enough for my yeah. buddy. He, he won a million dollars. Yeah, like, he had the dude. foresight. Damn, like, dude. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned keeping quiet. What does that mean? Like, shut the fuck up, basically. Like, if you know stuff, don't. Well, well, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, over the days where you're like, you know, I don't drink. We, we, you know, you, we can get into that later. But I don't yeah. like over the days where you're going to gather with your crew and people have families and shit. Mm-hmm. And you're going to gather in the living room. Some people still do and get chicken wings and go up to the board and put the sticker on the board and all that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying shit like a poker table. You know, <laughs> right. not that I, I that's how it's supposed to be. Drafts, yeah, right. no, that's yeah, true. Shut up. I'm not giving. I'm not showing you my hands. All right. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me any questions. Yeah, like I'm not gonna tell because next thing you know, I, I got a guy in my mind that I want. I open my mouth and so and so snipes you. It's called. <laughs> yeah. um, and next thing you know, he's putting the sticker up on the board. Yeah, because I open my big mouth, so you just shut up. Yeah, let the draft come to you, and and you know because if you got a, if you're you're in a league, my home league was like two hundred dollars. We we like seventeen years. Mm. It went up like it was like fifty and a hundred, and then two hundred. Um, you know, a week before Christmas. Or a few days before Christmas was usually the payouts. Yeah, yeah. like twelve hundred, twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm betting, if I'm putting two hundred dollars into my home league, mm-hmm. you know, it is an investment. Yeah. And yeah, we might be buddies, or maybe we're not. No, you're not. Assembled. We are not friends. Yeah. Yeah. we're not friends. No, <laughs> I want that. I want that twelve hundred dollars. Damn right. Like, yeah. Um, couple couple days before Christmas, you know, Santa Claus is coming, so I'm sure. not gonna. But it's not all fun and games. I mean, there are leagues you can screw around in and. But uh, if it means something to you, yeah, I mean, it's like a card, card game. I mean, I don't want you to know what I'm thinking. I don't, I don't want you to know what I have. Yeah, no, we struggle with that because we talk all the time and then we do a show. And so you're sharing your advice, but then you're, <laughs> you're holding shit back because you have a waiver wire pickup coming up that, you know, that next day or whatever. So, yeah, yeah but, but keeping but, quiet is key. Yeah, certain shit I don't even like. I, I was about to pick up the phone a couple of days ago and call Burn and talk about a certain situation. Yeah, you know, just watching NFL Network, and I and I was like, Nah, fuck that, right? <laughs> fuck that. I'm not telling B shit. That's right. He got to be on his shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, that's right. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't <laughs> share. It out it. On, figure it out by yourself. You know what I mean? We yeah. live in a society where nobody uses their head anymore. I was talking about this today. It's like everybody relies on somebody else for info. Mm. I appreciate that, man. I, I talk to everybody on Twitter, social media, and stuff like that, but. You got the access to the same shit that I do. All you got to do is open up a book, open yeah. up a web page. We know you can do that. Shit, I was using a pen yesterday. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> a pen? I'm usually <laughs> button mashing with my my fat thumbs. Yeah. So, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, you're you a big boy. You want to find out about a player, go, go look yeah, yourself. Figure it out. On it the World Wide Web. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Information superhighway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, and speaking of that, you know, getting on Twitter, and we started this fantasy football stuff about a year or so ago, kind of, you know, moving slowly or whatever. But one of the things is always really good to see is sort of the mixed group of folks that fantasy football brings together. It's like there's a, a you know, 
and the, I love the girls. The girl, the fantasy girls are the best. The, yeah. Or the sorry, the ladies or the women, whatever I'm supposed to call them. They're the best. And you have people from all demographics, black, white, uh, upper class, middle class. Everyone is talking shit, and it, it's great. I think it's great for everybody. Um, you talk about, you have another podcast, Disturbing the Peace, where you talk about other stuff. You get deep. And we, we have another podcast that involves parenting, and we get deep on issues, too. Um, you talk about sobriety, something, a personal thing you've gone through. What, uh, how has uh, sort of social media helped you with your sobriety? Well, I, so 2013, I decided I, I had had enough. You know, I mm-hmm. drank a ton. I didn't get in a lot of trouble with the law, but I, a lot of people died around me. A lot of mm-hmm. people went to prison. Yeah. You guys know the deal. Sure. And, um, but fantasy football was like, damn, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I can do some of this shit. Like, the magazines. So now the magazines that I'm in, mm-hmm. I used to buy. I set a little goal for myself. I was like, yo, spending $8 on a magazine, I'm going to be in these. And now I am in these. Like, we can go to Walgreens or you know, whatever grocery store today. And there's my bald head, but, <laughs> the, but I, well, I didn't take no for an answer. There was, was so some of the people that, you know, I, I, I have friends at CBS, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg, Mike Clay, ESPN. These are all guys that I'm now Facebook friends with. We've, to, but, you know, you got a network, you're sure. out there network, sure. you're out there helping people. I shifted from that buck and red, the Red Bull days to, I love football. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan. I, I enjoy fantasy you know, dabbled in this, dabbled in that, lost the podcast, lost the writing grip and just networked and didn't take no and just kept, you know, moving along the and now it's crowded. Yeah. But um yeah. <laughs> there's there's certainly there it is crowded. Like yeah. I get followers and I'm like, it's fantasy football. This is is it's crowded. Everybody wants to make a couple of bucks doing it. And it's sure. hard at this point in time. People are like, I'm gonna quit one guy DM me. He was like, I'm going to quit my federal government job wow. to be a fi- full-time fantasy football movie. Hey, I, he wow. said, what, what's your advice? I said, don't do it. advice is for you to stop smoking crack. <laughs> first, um, That's said, first of the, all. <laughs> first of all, you're going to stop smoking crack. Yeah. But, you know, you got, oh, you know, shoot. because, um, you know, but it's a good side hustle and I've networked, you know, um, I got a lot of friends at DraftKings. I'm, you know, I'm doing, I'm all, I'm always on the grind doing shit and it's important. And, and if it's used properly, then. It's a great way to make friend, friends and, and, you know, and to help and first and foremost to help people. So, you know, I try to use my sobriety as something, well, Hey, you know, because Twitter's a big world and I'm sure a lot of fancy football people, as I've noticed, you know, have uh, reached out to me, Hey, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got a drinking issue. Hey, here's a picture um, of my wrist that I slid up the other day. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm drinking too much. Well, you know what? Call me. I, I can I can spare five minutes. We don't fuck the football. Now it's life talk. Right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. You know, and I I will. You know, and um, and it's true because it's real and it's not. I'm not full of shit. I'm not going to get off the phone with you guys and have a couple of Coronas. Like wow, that went well. <laughs> you know, we yeah you know we, are. Mean, yeah, like, we are. Yeah, we are. Well, good. Well, hey, you know, just be just be safe yeah. about it. Yeah. But 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 yeah. So it's I bring the worlds together, and I think that well, why else are we here? We're here to help people you know my other podcast that you mentioned you know i'm doing it with ruben stanford my my boy from brooklyn the first thing i said to him was when i was, I was like i gotta do a life podcast it's yeah. like what i asked what was the first thing i asked you guys when mm-hmm. you got on today i was like wait ruben are you black he's like yep. <laughs> no, no, you're the guy i was like you're, you're hired i was like you are hired and then we had some other dude from sirius xm radio affirmative action yeah, yeah. exactly exa- no 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 <laughs> He got the job by his own merit, um, but it was, but but you know something, and 
you know, so I had a popular uh, guy in the fantasy world. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, Rube, what do you think? He's like, yeah, we'll bring him. I was like, no, no, I don't give a shit how popular you are in the fantasy world. Um, I want to ride with you, Ruben. I want to learn sure. about, I want to learn more about race. You know, I want to stop. Um, I want to learn more about white privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to say, um, man, you, I grew up with a lot of blacks, but you never really, I never uh, discovered more about your race between, you know, the love of my life from uh, New Orleans being black. And then Rube mm-hmm. is like, the bla- Rube is like Malcolm X. You ever listen to him talk? I mean, he is like, it's like, <laughs> God damn. And I'm, I'm hella, I'm like a, Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> uh, I got Jordan, so I'm a little bit black. I remember buying Wu Tang's first album. I'm come on, I'm hip, guys. No, yeah, I need to see your deep. yeah, I need to see your credit rating before I determine if you're black or not. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so it's you know, I'm long story short, and I can just keep rapping with you guys. Um, you know, as far as football and Twitter and all that, this this if, if put it this way, I was still drinking, and I probably wouldn't be on a podcast with you guys tonight. Um, okay. I wouldn't. People would be asking about my football opinion because um, they wouldn't give a shit about it, and um, I probably wouldn't have anything good to offer. Justin, I would like to congratulate you, man, on your sobriety. Yeah, first of all, and second of all, can you just uh, tell me some triggers that you know back in the days that triggered you to drink? Was it just because the football games coming on, or you know, you get in an argument with somebody, or? You know, you just start drinking. What were some of your triggers? I don't know, man. I mean, like like everybody back in the day, we did. We were we were in high school, right? So yeah. we went from like mm-hmm. a we went from a couple forties because Method Man was uh, drinking. 40s. So I want yeah. some. Yeah, I want some old English. Right. Oh, Method Man's. Oh, was it? It was um Saint Ives. Saint Ives. Saint Ives. Yeah. And old English. Wow. So wow. And then you piss, have a couple giggles, and then it like stepped up my game, and then to the Cisco. I get sick mm. to, to to this. Yeah, to um Alize and Hennessy, which we <laughs> oh, call Jesus. Right, oh, and yeah, that, that yeah. came g- gave me heartburn, the Hulk. and that was good. That gave me a a little bit of a, and then all of a sudden I'm 21 and I got mono. Oh, yeah, have you ever heard of mono? Which yeah, is no joke. Yeah. It's like on my 21st birthday, I was like, damn, mm. I'm not going to sit out my 21st birthday. So I went to the bar and had like six or seven Crown Royals. Mm. Uh, my spleen was the size of a NBA basketball. Jesus, my doctor was like, you can't do shit. But that's alcoholism creep creeping up. It's creeping, it's creeping because over the days of 40s. That shit takes too long to have my system. I piss too much. Hit me with that, um, you know, vodka straight. So my 20s were pretty much a blur. Mm-hmm. But as far as a trigger, you know, it's the people you hang out with. Yeah, sure. A lot of peer pressure. You got to be able to say no to it. And everybody went on to do other things. And I was kind of that dude kicking around the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it wasn't. it became my job. Like drinking, like turn down a date with a hot chick. Well, I want to drink. I want to drink alone at the end. So it sounds sad. Yeah. Maybe look at a magazine. I got the bottle. I got my cigarettes. I might get, I might twist this L. Um, and we're good. Like wow. that's just dark and it's over the bar days. Cause I graduated. I'm like a professional drinker that is relying on this to go on my system. Right. Uh, it's, that's some looking forward to it. I like the way, but you know, it wasn't always the high school days where, you know, you could, give Lucy a little more than a hug after a couple of Coronas. Now I'm, now I'm on a high chair yeah. solo looking at the TV dribbling all over my shirt. Okay. Um, so yeah. Okay. Now, and then that, that malt liquor is, it, and I did the same thing in my twenties was the worst shit you could possibly ever drink in your life. It was like cheap though. Yeah. It was, it was, it, it served a purpose. It was so cheap, but I remember waking up and tasting every bit of the poison that was in yeah. that liquor in your mouth. Yeah. And, and you just yeah. had this taste in your mouth for like that whole day. 
and that was you it. You did it again, though. Oh, yeah. You, you would run right back later. to it. Yeah. But no, we're, we're grateful you're here talking to us about it in, in terms of a past tense rather than a present tense or a future tense. Uh, obviously, you were very great with your time. We enjoy you. I, you're a good follow. Um, tell the people where they can follow you, definitely. We want to definitely send word out. On Twitter, at Justin Lanero. Um, I work for footballdiaries.com. And then, of course, you know, my boy Ruben Stanford, Mitchell Hurd, a couple of New Yorkers. We do Disturb in the Peace, both sponsored by DraftKings. So we're, we're, we're dabbling in the Twitter game on Disturb in the Peace, trying to touch hearts. And um, But, yeah, Twitter is my... I go to, you know, the DMs are open. So I, I, I get, I try to, I respond to everybody. I mean, I'm not uh, the most popular guy in the world, but I, this time of year, it's busy. You know? Yeah. You no, know, that's how, to talk, that's how we got together. To yeah. You, you, yeah. You responded Absolutely. to us and we appreciate it. Yeah. You need to look us up when you come to LA because we're not coming to Boston. We're not. Oh, this is some old L.A. Laker. Oh, they Boston want to talk bullshit. about the Lakers. What, what happened? <laughs> well, oh, well, oh, we could talk Lakers. Yeah, we could talk Lakers. What, all what are you day now? What are you guys doing next year? I know where we'll be next year. What are you guys doing next year? I know who's got. I know who's got more banners. You know what I mean? Oh, oh man, are you going to talk about go. when black when, when black people couldn't play basketball? Yeah. Are you going to talk about all that? And the only black person they had that, that was playing basketball, they had on their team. They had Bill Russell. Bill Russell. <laughs> Right. So he did it all, though. You're right. No, he yeah. was awesome. I, 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 man, hey, they won a few years ago with KG and Ray they, Allen. They did. They right? did. They did. And we're one, one behind you. And I think we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get be tied this year. Yeah, we'll be tied this year. So get get ready for that. And I'm, I'm, I, I hope AD works out all right. I hope it works out with Anthony Davis. He's, I just feel like he's always hurt. There's always something yeah. wrong. There's a concern. Always. There's a concern. Special, but damn. I don't think um, you guys are going to make the playoffs this year, man. It's, it's I don't know tough. what happened. Danny Ainge is smart. I don't. I don't Kyrie, Kyrie, maybe he's like Kyrie's like a bitch. I think it. He it, held on he to is. those picks too long. Or, or the, the young guys well, too long. Yeah, the Lakers yes, traded their guys. It wasn't good. It and he let Harford get away. Oh man, yeah, he's, a, he's kind of a slug. I mean, Al Horford's kind of a slug. He does a little bit of this, but we need a banger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a Carl Anthony Towns or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys. Um, I don't know what you got for what you got for forwards over there at this point. Uh, Anthony, oh, Davis. Anthony Davis, Bo- Le- AD, yeah. LeBron I mean, James, oh uh, yeah, Kuzma, oh, Kyle Kyle Kuzma. Never heard, never heard of him. Hey, they kept Kuzma. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's cheating though. LeBron James is on the Lakers, bro. I grew up with Magic. Yeah, James Worthy. Oh, it was so sweet. God damn. I remember having a Nick Van. Yes. I had a Nick Van Exel shirt. Yeah, Nick I was, was that bad. white boy. Nick like, was... where'd you? I got a yellow Nick Van Exel shirt. Everybody was rocking shirts. I was like, I see you. You're Jordan, but I got a Nick Van Exel shirt. <laughs> I, I ran into uh, Michael Cooper yesterday, dude, at oh, the wow. bank. Oh, wow. That was see, that's another Laker. He used to lock wow. up. Yeah. He used to lock up Larry Bird every once in a while. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah, you guys are going to be good. But the West is hard, man. You it, know, the West is another tough. animal. Very yeah. competitive. Very competitive. Now the Clippers, you know, everyone. Yeah. Ooh, I know, huh? You, Utah. Utah stepped up. Utah stepped yeah, up. Denver's still Utah, solid. Though. Yeah. You, they'll they'll end up see the thing about the NBA, it's pretty predictable in the sense where I mean we knew like if you look at the East tonight, mm-hmm. you can be about five hundred to make the playoffs now. Sure. In the West, mm-hmm. you could probably count three or four like we could establish who's gonna win the championship next year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. couldn't we do that tonight? I like, I'm just three, gonna go ahead and say teams? the Lakers. I'm not biased at all, but I'm gonna say the Lakers. <laughs> right. I mean, well, am, I, how, am I gonna argue with you? you know, yeah, always, how can, if we stay we healthy, to, you gotta stay healthy. You gotta stay healthy. And I, I don't I put can't. much faith in the Clippers because having been in LA and growing up in LA, 
You don't like we always say. You don't know why the Clippers aren't going to do it. It's just a curse. You just know they're not going to do it. it you, I have no real reason or statistics I can give you to tell you why they won't win a championship. They're the clip. They're the they're Clippers. Just they just won't. I just know they they're won't. The, they're, the, they're like the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Like I'm looking at this Cleveland Browns team. Like wow. They, wow. But at the end of the day, they're the Cleveland. They're, they're Cleveland, the Browns. Cleveland Browns. And, and if the Cleveland Browns don't make the playoffs, wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> Wouldn't be well, surprised. No, I, would, in the I least. think they're gonna. I can. I think they'll win the division. Yeah. What do I know? They'll they'll find a way to screw it up, mm-hmm. just like the Clippers do. But you got to be optimistic. I mean, you got to be. That would be a game I would want to see at the Staples Center. Christmas but, Day. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Come down, buy us tickets, and we'll all go. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he said buy us tickets. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guest. I'm gonna yeah. 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 No, deal. Yeah. Deal. And what a game that'll be. No, it's going to be great. And I, I wanted to correct one thing. Uh, Dog said he's like the Bill Belichick of our league. He's more like the Robert Kraft with the massage parlors and such. He's, he's definitely that. I, d- I didn't want to let you go without with that bad in- misinformation. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't. We talked about it on the show one time, and uh, yeah, it's like damn, you got all the money in the world. He's worth three billion. Sure, and he's over here at the corner store. Mm-hmm. And Ruben said, Ruben said during the show one time, he's like, sometimes you need a little bit of that street meat. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's you what know? it was. That's exactly what it was. And Ruben was like, you got to get that street meat, but you, you know. Most of us would be like, damn, you'd be at the Four Seasons. Yeah. You'd get like a $10,000, you know, call girl, whatever sure. it is. Sure. And here's 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 he, Bob. He, he pulls into the, the parking lot. And he's tipping and 100. TV. He's tipping hundreds. Yeah. yeah. And, what, you know. What, I mean, but you see, the thing is. In the Bentley. You, you got to look at <laughs> it like. Yeah. You got to look at it like he's a busy man. And, and so is like, like Bill Clinton, busy man. You take what's convenient. Yeah. Sometimes, well, I don't you know, know. I mean, he, would, he kept going back there. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. The thing he, about, he busted a nut in, uh, in the girl's eye <laughs> yeah, and, couple, and hopped couple, on a private jet. And, <laughs> but then he went the next day it's right. like, yeah. and went to watch the what special. AFC playoff game, right? Uh, yeah, well, division was it division? Playoff I just can't. Game? Yeah, I can't. You know, I, I don't know. But he's an old man. Good, you know, good for him. And yeah, that shit yeah. went away real quick. That yeah. went away because he's got the best lawyers, and that's you it. know his players love him for that. Yeah, it's sort of admirable that he's out there still, <laughs> still getting it. it. You know, I'm I'm just saying, money but, talks, right? Oh, yeah, money and talks. bullshit walks. You got that right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, no, All man, right, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so yeah, much no for doubt. joining us. Let's do it again during the season. We'll hook up, and Absolutely. and by all means, if you get in our neck of the woods, let us know. Anytime. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Peace out. Thank you. We'll see you later, bro. Later. We'll be back with more of my Big Black Fantasy Podcast after this message. Hey, everybody. This is B from my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Warmer months are here. Hooray! And the temperature's hopefully rising in the bedroom as well. That's why it's important to call our friends at A Touch of Romance. A Touch of Romance is a one-stop shop for all your adult needs From lube to penis pumps to dildos, A Touch of Romance has been giving their customers what they want for years. You simply can't beat their butt plugs. From as little as $29, A Touch of Romance will fill whatever hole you need filled. They offer a wide variety, including the Power Banger, which is a fuck machine that delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. And the Face Fuck 2 Dildo Face Harness, (laughs) that's a mouthful in many ways. I can't describe it to you, but it's worth a look. So please visit atouchofromance.com or call 1-800-447-2993 for all of your adult pleasure needs. And we're back. Ah, good interview from Justin. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please look him up. He's a good guy. We're going to probably have him on the show a million more times. He's he's interesting. He brings something to the table. We enjoyed it. Um, We got other items on the table before we finish up. 
Um, Le'Veon Bell has decided to apologize to fantasy owners because he sat out last year, as most of you know, or as all of you know. Um, Dog, do you accept Le'Veon's apology? You know what? He can apologize to the fantasy owners, but he doesn't apologize to the Pittsburgh Steelers and no shit like that, you know. Yeah. That shit was kind of strange to me, but, um, I mean, I I accept it because I I know he's going to play hard this year, and I think he'll make up for it. Yeah. I mean— Thing is, we some people can't separate real life from fantasy. He was trying to get his money, and so you got to apologize, appreciate that. But yeah. he did. I mean, on the other end, these people, everyone looks forward to fantasy season every year. You look forward to having Le'Veon Bell on your team, and then you got a big minus if you didn't have Connor. You know, so. or instead of the Steelers organization, I meant apologizing to the Steelers fans. Yeah, Steeler Nation, Steeler Nation. Yeah, apologize. Yeah, that, fuck the that's, organization. That's a better apology. Yeah, I think to the fans. If you even want to apologize, I think. Right. But, but I think he said something like a thank you to them or whatever, which oh, okay. might be appropriate. I don't know. And Golden Tate, we'll just keep it keep it in NFL news. Golden Tate suspended. For PED use that he says he was using, he says that he was using said PEDs for fertility. That's bullshit. You think he's lying? Yeah, I think that's bullshit. Just period. He was just taking some shit. He got caught up. Yeah, you know, trying to um, get stronger or whatever the hell he was trying to do. Yeah, but I'm just uh, thing is, is that what if it was true? Like, what if he? Why would, do you need to take that shit? That shit doesn't make any sense. Well, if, if if it was true, like he was trying to have a baby and he's really trying to have a baby, then yeah. you know. But, you know, I don't know. But I think it's one of those things where you wonder if the league is ever just going to kind of get more lenient on the drug stuff. Like, does anyone really care if it's if he's on PEDs or not? I mean, does it take away from you watching a football game if he's on PEDs? Okay. I mean, and especially like the weed. Like, you know, I mean, it's legal in a couple states. So how do you? I don't know. Yeah. So that's it. But I think we had a good show. I think that. what is it? Justin was awesome. Yeah, he's great, man. He's great. We're gonna have him back. Um, looking forward, I guess, to the you know, I gotta go on vacation, but we will probably be back. Well, I don't know. What are we gonna do? We're gonna do one when we get back? Yeah. We'll figure course. it out. We'll get back soon to you guys. We'll be probably talking about more draft stuff if we have a show before the draft. Other than that, we'll be talking about in season stuff because we're getting close. So keep an eye on all of these preseason games. They're gonna determine who's starting where and all that other good stuff. And until then, um, shit, keep studying. Get your mock draft on. Get your mock draft on. And don't walk out of the mock draft early, folks. Yeah. Stay with stay, the people. Stay. So you can get a real balance. We were talking about that just a minute ago, how the human element is what's needed in these drafts to right. make it valuable. So stay with those. And um, shit, that's it. You have anything else to add, doggy? No, that's it. Peace good out. Good show. Good show. We put that together. That yeah. was good. All right. So until next time, folks, um, you can find us. I almost forgot. At Facebook.com at My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Also, you can find me at B underscore MBBFP, like My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, on Twitter. Um, Dog has still not joined the social you can media find me game. with B. Yeah, he's, not, he's gotten in, not in the social media game. You can just, you know, talk to him like, you know, those Africans talk to each other like... <laughs> They, yeah. <laughs> they have that like, well, I, language. I'll give my page number next segment. Yeah, they talk like. <laughs> that's, how <you> can talk. <laughs> that's how you can find out. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back soon. Peace out. Later.